Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Welcome everybody to another episode of Boss Talks. I'm Christine Drummond and I've got the amazing Joel Lord with me as well. And tonight we're bringing you another incredible um, Boss Talks episode. Tonight we're going to be talking about the seven steps to success, the seven key areas um, we feel like you need to focus on in order to be successful in your business or your entrepreneurial um, endeavors. And um, for me, like I, I looked into this a little bit to see why people were actually starting, um, you know, business or or wanting to be their own entrepreneur. And I should have said first that if you love these podcasts, by the way, there's no cost to the podcast. The only cost to this podcast is. We want you to share it. We want you to share the love from these boss talks with everyone that you absolutely love and care about. And um, that's your fee for being able to listen in to such amazing content every week. <laughs> so moving on from that, um, I looked up some stats today, Joel, and I found out that 69% of entrepreneurs start their business from home. Okay, so we're moving into an era where people want to work from home. We're moving into an era where things are moving to online. And the number one reason why people are starting their own business is because they want to be their own boss. And the second reason is they want to pursue their own their own passion. So for me, I'm a terrible employee. I have to admit, Joel, I hate being told what to do. And that's why I'm in business for myself because I can work my own hours. I'm not getting told what to do. I'm not getting told when I can pee. I'm not getting told when I can take holidays. And I absolutely love that I'm in control of the amount that I earn as well. It's not capped. And um, I don't have to fill in resumes and things like that or ask my boss for a pay rise. I just ask myself for a pay rise and she usually says yes. So <laughs> I love that about this and being your own boss. But in order um, to have these seven keys to, to success, um, it, it all comes down to um, for things to change, you need to change. And we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about reinventing yourself because that's step number one. So we're going to talk about um, how to change yourself in order to, um, you know, to make these changes to success. And, you know, to really create that life that you want, it's all about, um, you know, you know, taking action, which we're going to talk about as well. So I'm, I'm already starting to tick off some of the seven steps. So I need to zip it and just go into step number one, which is reinventing yourself, which is so important because the person that you are today got you so far and you need to thank that person and go, well done, good effort. But most of us are not where we want to be in life. So in order to get where we want to be, we need to reinvent ourselves. We need to grow. We need to evolve as a person. And in order to do that, reinventing yourself really touches on two main things. It's changing your mindset and it's changing your skill set. So making sure you're growing and evolving in those two areas. So, Joel, do you want to sort of talk around, um, you know, how to reinvent yourself and a little bit more around how to, how to improve the mindset and the skill set of the entrepreneur or the business owner out there? Absolutely, yes. And like, like many people, uh, we are in business and the reason why I joined business was for more time, money and freedom. And what a lot of business owners find after being in business for a while, uh, that they have less of all three. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, true. Oh, I know. It brings me to my first point, like for things to change first, we must change or first I must change. And you can really control how you think and feel. And that really comes into the reinvent yourself because uh, if that's if things aren't going the way, you don't have more time, money, and freedom. It's really that uh, you know something needs to change, and you need to know for starters that you are in control of that. So, for you to change your mind, like there's only like to reinvent yourself, you need to learn something new, and to learn something new, and to know you need to learn something new, you need to have the mindset of being, un, being to lose the ego enough to lose the, uh, the pride a bit and realize that you need to, to get these new skill sets. So the way you get that is through, first of all, education. You know, the, the way you get better skill sets and mindset is the first step is definitely education. Now, this can really get into uh, what I like to call shelf development. So it's where you go out and learn a lot of things. You get a lot of coaching. You get a lot of uh, seminars. You do a lot of courses. 
but then you don't, uh, you just learn and feel really good and then you take it and you put it on the shelf and you go back to your old life. So it's like super important to not only get the education, but you need to be able to, uh, you need to use the application. So when you have the mindset change and you go get the skill set from education, you need to go back and apply it. Now, I don't know about you, uh, Christine, but uh, I'm guilty of this a bit myself. I've gone out and learned a lot of stuff and I see people spending tens of thousands of dollars because they get addicted to going to these conferences, they get addicted to the pump up, they get addicted to all that and then they just go straight back and go back into their old habits and they don't even, most of the time, they don't even look at their notes. You know what that's called? That's called shelf development. <laughs> absolutely. It, yeah, it goes on the shelf and never gets looked at again. That's right. And it's shelf help. Yeah. So it's um, <laughs> amazing. So once you've got the education and you've, got, you've applied it, it's not enough to apply it once. You need to, the next step is follow through. You have to follow through. And it doesn't, it's not follow to, you know, because we've all seen that 100 meter sprinter who's, um, unless they're Usain Bolt because he can afford to do it, but let's stop at about 90. They, they, they shut down, they're going to win the race and they slow down with 10 metres to go and then someone runs straight past them. Because the person that ran straight past them had better follow through, they went and got the gold and the other person, you know, well, no one really remembers who got second, you know. You only remember who got first, right? So, uh, yeah, it's about follow, follow through. And if you can master those things like go get the education to get the new skill set to change your mindset then go back and apply it and then follow through you are doing step one of seven i love that mate it's it's all about going that extra mile isn't it and i just want to say like doing the reinvention of yourself it's fun it's so much fun and you just look to um to mentors or to people that you aspire to be like and it excites me knowing that I've got to reinvent myself and the person that I need to become in order to have the results that I want like the people that I want their lifestyle basically so um, I'm definitely not the person I was when I was 15 I'm not I'm not the person I was 15 years ago I'm not the person I was 15 months ago I'm not the person I was 15 minutes ago I am constantly looking for ways to reinvent and to grow as a person because I want to leave this planet in a better state than, than what I entered it. And to do that, I need to be a better human being as well. So that's number one. I love reinventing yourself. It's, you get to create your own reality. It's like a paintbrush. You, life is your canvas and you get to paint whatever picture you want. It's really, really amazing. And um, you, you get to be the person that, you, that you've always dreamt of being. It's so cool how it works. Um, and, um, I'll tell you something, Christine, I'm going to butt in a bit because like there's a really amazing story that Ed Milet tells and he was like walking up to a, uh, to a ride at, one, at, a, at a fair, like at a theme park and there's an old guy on the, and he's there with his son and his son was about seven or something like that and the old guy uh, was being really kind and when Ed and that walked up to him, he said, um, I cherish the time now because your son is only going to be seven this year and they change every year. They, they become a new person every year. They're only seven once and they keep reinventing themselves. And without really thinking too much, because I know Ed Milet wouldn't be being callous or anything, he said, okay, oh, you're absolutely right. It dawned on him and he says, so tell me, sir, when, when did you stop reinventing yourself? And the guy, like, was really taken back by it. And, you know, because you see so many people, you know, they get to about 25, 30 and then they just start living the same year over and over and over and over again until they, you know, they, they stop living at, you know, in their 30s and just keep reliving the same year over and over again. And it, like that, what a boring way to be. I'm so happy that I'm in an industry that's dynamic, that's changing, that just when you think you've hit like a, a milestone, you look over and go, oh, wow, there's more, to, there's so much more. I'm not even at 1% of what I'm, I, my potential like um like i've got a story of like this amazing entrepreneur and she went over to america recently and she's like she's pretty big time in australia and she went over and uh was like she's a rock star here right and she's even a rock star in some parts of america she went to this event and uh is still amazing but was like a little fish again and that just like <laughs> 
spurred her on to have this massive growth spurt at inspired her. She knows, like, so she, even at a multi-million dollar uh, earner and multi-million dollar business owner, realized that, hang on a minute, um, I'm only like scratching the surface myself. So yeah, like, yeah. I love that. I love that. And that's so true. People are really not even scratching the surface of their potential and what they're fully capable of. So um, yeah, to reinvent yourself is such an exciting project and that's the best project you'll ever get to work on in your lifetime. So make sure, make sure that you're, you're absolutely doing that on a daily basis. Um, number two in our success steps is um, setting grand dream goals, you know, goals that bring the most joy, goals that really set your soul on fire, things that you um, would absolutely like. It would just blow your top if you absolutely achieved it, you know. And I know that um, I've definitely got some grand dream goals. Joel, I know you've got some grand dream goals as well. But more importantly, we're passing that on to the next generation. We're passing those grand dream goals onto our kids and allowing them to dream bigger, to think bigger, to dream better, bigger, and not let anyone squash their their hopes, their dreams, their aspirations. So this one is massive for me. And um, you know, when I was a kid growing up, um, I had massive dreams. I wanted to represent Australia in basketball. But um, the people that I looked up to told me that you couldn't make money in sport. So they kind of squashed it out. And then I saw a friend of mine who I grew up with go on and become Australia's best ever female basketballer. She, did, she went to the WNBA as well. A lot of you probably know who I'm talking about. Um, but I watched her success in the industry that I wanted to shine in. And, um, you know, there was always that little bit of jealousy going, oh, you know, I could have been there on that journey with her. You never know. Um, but, you know, I, I just love, and I on my own personal page last night, I put a two-minute clip of, um, you know, um, Will Smith, who in the movie, I think, I can't remember what the movie is, it's around happiness, the happiness movie that he did. Um, but he in the movie, his son is actually playing basketball with him. And he said to him, you know, I'm going pro dad. And Will Smith says to him, oh, no, you know, that's not going to happen because you basically pick up the abilities of your parents and I wasn't a very good basketballer. I think you'll probably, you know, you'll do better in educational, um, in an educational career, that kind of thing. And his son just basically threw the ball away and just had this really down look because in an instant, his dad had just wiped his whole future, had just stolen his dreams of being this pro basketballer. And it resonated with me because that was my story, right? Um, but then Will Smith could see the damage that he'd done in his son's um, face, in his body language. And he said, you know what, to hell with that. Don't listen to what I say. I'm not always right. Don't ever let anybody, including me, your father, ever steal your dream. You know, that's yours. That's sacred for you. If you want something, you go and get it, period. And I thought that was such a powerful message and it's such a powerful message. I'm getting goosebumps just sharing this with people because how many times have you told someone a business idea, um, a dream, a goal, and they've shut you down saying, as if you could do that, or that's not for people like us. We can't achieve things like that. You know what? If you want something bad enough, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse and you'll let those other people steal, steal your thunder. You'll let them, um, you know, really dim your light. And we're here to tell you that, that you're smarter than that. You're more capable than that. And it's time to sort of step up and set bigger grand dream goals. What have you got to say around that, Joel? Yeah, well, grand dream goals for me <clears throat> doesn't necessarily mean big. I think a lot of people, uh, when they go to self-development, <clears throat> they go and they create a big, big goal. What, what I caution people to do is to step back to when they were like a kid, seven, eight, when they believed they could be an astronaut, they could be all these things, and really from that place create goals that, are, would, that light the soul up, that would give you the most joy to experience. Like some people would just like to, uh, you know, they don't need $100 million or they don't need... Uh, to own a property portfolio of billions or anything like that, like something big or some crazy amount of money, you know, that sort of stuff. Maybe you just want to, uh, you know, own a wildlife park or maybe you want to do something like be really like maybe you want to have a water slide coming off your balcony or something. 
like be really creative. You know, uh, when you ask a kid how to, what sort of house do they want, they don't say a four bedroom with nice tiles and bricks. They say, I want 15 bedrooms. I want water slides connecting them all. And I want a pool inside my house and I want TVs for beds. And they, they do that now. I'm not saying that's what you go after. I'm just like imploring you guys to really have a think about what, like, what, what would it be. Like one of my friends, right, he's pretty wealthy, <clears throat> but his bucket list is to go over to uh, Russia and fly a fighter jet and experience nice. what being in high G-force is like. And after you finish this flight, you have a shot of like some super expensive uh, vodka. Like, so sometimes I think you should have that before, but maybe that might not be a good idea. <laughs> he doesn't drink, but he's, ex he's, he's, he wants to experience what that would be like to be in a fighter jet. Now that's what I'm talking about. That's cool. You know, I want to sail down the, uh, down this amazing, on this river cruise with Joe Dispenza. That will bring me joy. So that's not necessarily some huge monetary goal that, I think we get programmed with now. Yeah, yeah, I have those two. But, you know, what, what would give your soul the most joy to experience is, is where I'm going with that. So, yeah, that's set a grand dream goal, not necessarily a, a big one. I love that. And um, I, I think, too, as adults now, it's really important for us to just believe in people, believe in our kids. Like, if they come to you with a goal, don't squash it. Like, let them know that I absolutely believe in you. I think you can do that, you know. And um, for me, and you know, being in sport as well, I, I grew up um, and made it to state level with soccer and no one ever kind of said, oh, Christine, you, you could go further with this. Like, you're quite talented, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't until I was about, oh, maybe uh, 23, 24 that I went and stayed with my soccer coach. He, he lived and moved to a different town. And then when I stayed with him, he was like, you know what, you could have been something with soccer. And I'm like, oh my God, that information would have been handy like all those years ago. So sometimes all it takes is just one person believing in someone and letting them know that, hey, I've got your back. I'm here to support you. I'm here to cheer you on. You can be anything you want to be. So I, I love that you've kind of clarified the grand dream goals there as well. Um, number three of our success um, formula is action. And it's not just action alone. It's like speed of implementation. And something that I've really learned on my journey is that unsuccessful people make a lot of decisions and change their mind regularly, whereas successful people make fewer decisions and very rarely change their mind. Their speed of implementation is so quick. If they've got a hunch, if they've got a gut feeling on something, bang, they implement it. And then they don't let all the fears and limiting beliefs creep in. They're just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try this. If I fail, so what? I'll move on to the next thing. And um, I love that, you know, with action, it's gonna remove a lot of the fears and limiting beliefs anyway. You know, so, so many of us live in doubt but the number one thing that gets you out of doubt is taking action. So what would you love to add to that, mate? Yeah, well, you hit, you hit the nail right on the head. Uh, I want to add that you need to be consistent as well because what the gurus don't tell you is that your success is going to be found in the monotony. It's not going to be exciting. Like it's, like it's great to the first three months, the honeymoon period of a business can be exciting. And sure, there's always some sort of excitement coming through. It's not always the most fun or it's not always super positive, but you're always going to get some excitement because you're going to get challenges, right? But it's the, it's the getting up and, and doing your daily method of operation when it's not fun. It's the people that will do the sales calls. It's the people that will get up when they don't feel like it and do the run, like in the rain. It's like, <laughs> oh. Oh my God, like it's, it's, it's that stuff. It's doing everything that you know you need to do consistently over, over a long period of time, believing that the, the treasure's gonna come, you know? So, so it, it is that and, you know, success does love speed. I've seen Grant Cardone get given a gift uh, by someone and it was a 10X belt and he said, wow, this is awesome. He went, he yelled to the back of the room, he was at a conference and he said, Sherry, Put up a landing page now. 
And they went, they went what we, or how much are we going to put? He goes, oh, $300. He goes, so we don't even know if it, we can get it made for that much. He goes, I don't care, just get it up there. He literally does it that quick. And he, he asked Sherry to um, get on the mic. He says, how many times do we do this a day? And she says, we put on a full-time web person to service him to do, to, when he has these harebrained ideas to do stuff, you know, and you go look at his site, there's so much on there. And it's just because he has a bright idea and he just attacks it because by the time he's realised it's a mistake, he's on to the next thing. He's so far down the track and got so much momentum that it doesn't matter. And I can tell you one thing from coaching a lot of people in, in business it's the, the, the market is stacked with entrepreneurs that um, don't take action fast enough. They go broke waiting. They go broke trying to make it perfect and they go broke just through not selling enough products at high enough prices uh, in high enough volumes to, to keep their head above water. So to, to change that, high levels of action now and consistent. Yeah, don't get don't get caught out in paralysis. That's usually what happens. They they think of an idea, but they don't know how to implement it or where, what first step to take. So they don't take any steps, and they just get stuck there. So number four, moving on, is testing and measuring. And if you're a business owner, this is crucial. You've got to know your numbers. You've got to know um, you know that sort of trial and error. You've got to try things and then um, you know measure it. And also. Um, do some research, like find out what, what do your clients actually want or why are they sticking around? Why do they love you? Why do they choose you over other people? Um, what, um, what ads work? What ads don't work? Why, why did this ad work and this one didn't? You know, testing and measuring absolutely everything. Um, why did this customer leave? What were they unsatisfied about? You know, really getting, getting the gold nuggets um, and then testing and measuring all the time and keeping that data so you can constantly look for those 1% um, of improvements on a daily basis. So that's what you should be looking at as a business owner as well. How can I do this better? How can I do this better? That should be one key question you should be asking yourself all the time. And if your competitors are doing something, how can you do what they're doing um, better? How can you, you um, outsmart them, out out earn them out you know do everything like that so um have a look like have a look at what your competitors are doing have a look at what they're not doing and then go out and do whatever they're doing but do it better so um yeah what would you love to add around that one joel absolutely consistent and never-ending improvement is like is a must and think about this like would you get on a plane if you you know you get on the front of the plane and the pilots are there going Oh well, there's there's no levers here. There's no there's no measurement tools here. Like, would you would you sit on that plane? Like, or if they sat there and said, "Oh, I don't really know what this does. This is new." Like, so, like, if the if you know if you took off from from Sydney and you want to get to LA, <clears throat> you need to know where you are. They need to know they're in Sydney, and then they need to know where they're going. And when they take off. That plane is like using its instruments the whole way to test how, like whereabouts it is so it makes sure it gets there on time and not only in, like it's going the right direction. Because if you are two centimetres out in Sydney, can you imagine how far off LA you'd be by the time you get to LA? You'd, I don't know, you'd probably hit South America or something. <laughs> you certainly wouldn't have enough fuel to rectify it. So it's the same in business, it's the same in uh, weight loss, it's the same in health. Like, if you don't know where you are, it's like another, another one is like Google Maps or Uber. You need to know where you are, you need to know where you're going and you need to be able to measure that you're going to get there. So it's absolutely essential uh, and you'd be crazy not to. And honestly, you're just going to like throw good money after uh, bad money if you don't measure because you're just wasting your time. Absolutely. I totally agree. And um, that leads us into number five of our success formula. So number five is networking and networking is crucial. I don't care what industry you're in, what profession you're in, you need to build relationships. You need to get out there and put yourself in opportunities way. Um, let's say that you're a plumber and um, you've got your own plumbing business. You need to get out there and meet as many people as possible so that if someone needs a plumber, you're the first at the, you're at the top of their mind. 
you know so what are some creative ways that you can go and meet people um, same with being a hairdresser if you've got a hairdressing business how many people out there are looking for great hairdressers hairdressers that they can trust you know so you want to be at the top of people's minds you need to get out and network and I, I really feel like this is where most businesses fail Joel is because they don't know how to network they don't know how to market themselves they're not putting themselves in opportunities way they're not jumping in all sorts of groups um, in their local area and letting people know hey I'm your local hairdresser your local plumber your local glassy whatever it is um, you know I just don't think there's enough of that going on and you know it, it really is all about um, it is all about relationships and you know there's so many so many ways that you can get out there and meet new people it's insane like there's so many apps out there these days as well that put you in front of people that are in your target market um, you know it, it's it really does come down to building relationships and if you're not building relationships and that's not part of your marketing strategy um, then you probably you probably will fail in business and um, you know even even if you are a plumber being in something like um, the network marketing profession is an incredible way for you to improve like in, increase the number of leads that you've got improve your your database um, how like everyone needs a plumber at some stage in their life let's face it everyone needs a hairdresser everyone needs lots of lots of services out there you know real estate agents so, you know, even joining the network marketing profession is a great way that you can be part of a team of people that are going to support you. They, they want to throw business at you because you're part of their tribe. So it's a really smart marketing tool for you as well, um, no matter what industry or profession that you're in. So, um, Joel, what have you got to add to this as well? I know that you're very good at this and keeping in contact with people. It's a big one. Like, honestly, uh, just to... just back you up on that network marketing uh, like everyone in the network marketing industry needs a haircut so if you're a hairdresser and you're not in network marketing you're crazy it is literally going to be the largest employer of people on the planet It is a massive movement and whether you like it or not it's here to stay and if you are like got any limiting beliefs around it uh, then you're leaving a lot of money on the table so absolutely get get amongst it and you're right uh, you, I'm not saying all the time, but from what I've found, the people that are inside the network marketing industry are full of like positive, happy, amazing people that I want to spend more time with, not less. They've actually got open minds, so I'm I'm like I'm happy to be around them, and uh, it's it's amazing. I'm I'm proud to be part of it as well. So uh, you know, and and to say networking, like here's the absolute facts. If I don't know you, uh, like I won't remember you. And if I don't remember you, I can't buy from you. It is literally that simple. It, like you should press pause, rewind and listen to that again. That's gold. Microphone <laughs> drop. It is, that is exactly how it is. I know people that want to build a business but won't go to networking events. They won't go uh, to, to anywhere where people are. Like for God's sake, join the damn tennis club. Start there. Go play some sport with some people. It doesn't have to be like a B&I or, a, or a, like anything like that. It doesn't have to be super formal. Go join a gym. Go to, go to a place. Like think of this. If you know your target market, ask where they have, like find out where they congregate on a Friday afternoon and go there. That's where you'll find them. <laughs> That's where... Because there's always a place where they park their utes. You know, we're talking about tradies. Tradies will all congregate at a certain pub or they'll go to a certain sporting event or they'll go somewhere. You can go there. And it really just depends on, on, your, on your target market. But absolutely, if, you are not, if you're not networking, you are not working. And your network is your net worth. And you can take that to the bank. Um, so my, like, oh my God, just go to conferences. Go meet people that are like-minded and go do business with them. They want to do business with you because like-minded people, they're looking to do the same thing. It's just not that hard. Get over yourself. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I think that was your best line ever, actually. If I'm not your friend, I can't remember what it was. I'll have to rewind it. <laughs> um, yeah. If I don't know you, I can't buy from you. That's, that's exactly right. You, know, you've got to, you have to be subtly in front of people's faces all the time if you're a business owner. You want to be that first person that people call when they need your service. 
um, or your product. So um, network is net worth and your net worth is your self-worth. So um, we can have a look at your, your bank, your bank account, and we can tell you exactly where your self-worth is at as well. So get out there and build relationships. Like there's some amazing people in the world. I, I see myself as a professional friend collector. I love meeting people. I love um, finding out their backgrounds and what they do and what sets their soul on fire. So just get interested in people. Um, it, it's amazing. And Absolutely. I'll tell you something like have the courage. I move states to network with the people I wanted to network with. So if I can do that and I can take my entire family to another state, leave my support network, leave my comfort zone to get around the right people that are going to build my, help me build my dreams and show them that I'm serious, like, like you can do it too. You can go to the tennis club, seriously. <laughs> what about all the families out there though, Joel, that go, oh, but I can't uproot the, the kids, they're in school and, you know. <laughs> I I, I'm not convinced that school's the best place for children. <laughs> I'm the same. Oh my gosh, I'm the same. And you know what? Kids are bloody resilient. They really are. We've just uprooted. We've moved from the Gold Coast down to Albury, and it was a little bit like worrying to go. I wonder how my daughter's going to transition into school. Man, she handled it like a boss. She was amazing. There was no tears. There was no fear. She went in there and she owned it. And everyone wanted to be her best friend. The apple doesn't I mean, fall far from the tree, Christine. Come on. <laughs> oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. Um, awesome. All right. Well, we're moving on to my favourite one, which is next, which is contribution. It's number six in our success formula. Oh, I love this one because this is really where people feel fulfilled. This is where you get happiness from. It really is. When you stop making everything about yourself and you are contributing to somebody else's um, improvement, their, their ability to be a better version of themselves. Um, you know, it just, it makes you feel like you're actually making a difference. And, you know, you can't, um, it's that law of, what is it? The law of circulation, you know, you can't expect to um, get if you're not giving, you know, you've really got to, um, you know, be open-hearted. You've got to be giving value all the time, offering your services, your assistance, wherever you can, making the world a better place. And contribution, it doesn't have to be massive. It really doesn't have to be anything big, but it has to be something that um, lights you up and gets you in alignment with your values as well. And, um, you know, it could just be, um, you know, gifting or helping out at the homeless shelter. Let's say that's an easy one. You could go down there and you could help out at the homeless shelter. That's an incredible way to contribute. Take your mind off your business, get you out of working in the business and working on a, on a better cause, a different cause. It could be just, um, you know, gifting a massage to a tired mum. You know, you've seen an exhausted mum out there and you're like, yeah, here's a massage for you. Um, it could be um, just a random act of kindness. Maybe that's your goal, once a week doing a random act of kindness for someone. Contribution is so important, guys, because when you contribute to, you know, to the being the light in someone else's life on that day, it just it fills your cup, it fills their cup, and it has ripple effects within the community. It brings back people's faith in humanity. And, uh, and I love the contribution one. I think it's so important. And, um, you know, we've got big passion projects that we are working on. And, um, you know, it brings me so much joy and my energy, my whole physiology changes when I talk about it because it lights me up thinking of the legacy that we're going to be able to leave with some of the things that we're going to be contributing to. So what would you love to say on this one, mate? Yeah, we covered it so well. And I'm going to like put another spin on it. Uh, honestly, it's not about you and it's not about me. So like I want the, re the, the listeners to know that it's not about you. This podcast isn't about me. Like if I, and I want to give you a, an amazing strategy to help you with sales, help you get yourself out there, help you do more. It's something that really, really has helped me massively in, in the industry that I'm building right now uh, and, and coaching and practically everything that I do. And it's just a tiny little mindset change. If I'm feeling like I'm going to be rejected, by reaching out to someone or I'm feeling like I'm like going to be in some sort of like negative state or anything like that. I know that I have made it about me and me reaching out about someone's health or wealth or helping them to better their life. And I'm worried about them thinking ill of me or rejecting me. 
I've, I know I've inserted myself into the equation and I'm, they're going to feel that anyway. So it's really a self-fulfilling prophecy, by the way. Because if you're feeling like that, you're going to give off a shitty vibe. They're going to go, what's this guy all on about? But if you are truly coming from your heart space and you're truly coming from a place of service, people are going to jump on board. They're going to feel it. And I'm telling you right again, if you ever in a sales call, ever in a opportunity call, ever when you're like even giving someone a compliment in the street, you could be just doing that and you're worried about getting rejected, you've made this whole thing about you and you are on the wrong vibe and that's, a, that's not being open to receiving. That's not how you get into receivership. So be grateful for the opportunity that someone's giving you their time so you can share something with them. You know, because people are busy, right? And when I heard this, when the penny dropped for like this for me, um, my income shot through the roof, my uh, influence shot through the roof and... You know, it's kind of funny. Like I've done, I've done a lot of training calls now, and I've done a lot of uh, helping. And now that I've, uh, and I support a lot of people, a lot of coaching. And I guess in the past, I used to be like, "Oh, was that okay?" Like I'd be like, you know, and I'd be a little bit worried, and I'd be making it about me. And I've had, uh, you know, you, you get a tough crowd every now and then, right? And I've had a tough crowd recently. And I was just laughing at myself. I would have reached out to the person I was helping and said, oh, look, that was a tough crowd, but uh, was that okay? And I thought, I don't care if that was okay. I gave it my best and <laughs> I gave what I thought was going to help that, those people the absolute most that I could give. It's, and I gave my gold away. And if that wasn't good enough, well, you know, I know down the track I was actually helping someone out that needed me to fill in for them and it was just... It just was the way it was. So yeah, I, I don't make it about me anymore. Does that, does that make sense? Like it does, it does. And I think, um, you know, you've just got to trust that what you say in that moment or, you know, it's like presenting on stage, you know, I don't get that nervous anymore because I trust that I'm going to say the right thing to the right person that needs to hear it in that moment. I, I don't, I'm, I'm there to serve other people. I'm not there to be sitting in my own fears and, you know, um, limiting beliefs and things like that. I, I walk onto a stage or I do these podcasts or I, you know, do my Facebook lives knowing that I'm here to serve the masses, oh. you know, knowing that I'm here to make a difference, you know, to those people. So when you do that, it just flows through you. You're more in spirit. You're more in that inspired state and you can, um, deliver more value because of that. Yeah, that, that's actually exactly how I got on stage uh, last year. I got to, the opportunity to speak in front of about a thousand people and it was the biggest crowd I've ever spoken in front of. And I just had to get on there and I was like, hang on a minute, if I'm feeling nervous now, I've made it about me. It's not about me, it's about them. They've come here to hear my version of it and they've probably heard what I'm going to say a thousand times but they just want to hear it with my voice and maybe uh, like me saying it will be the, and my mannerism or my demeanor will be the way that makes the penny drop. And honestly, I, um, I, I got to sit out, I was outside. I don't know how I got lumped with like so many women's phones and crap. I'm sitting there cause you all went like all the women went to the toilet or something. So I'm there with all the stuff and people were just walking past going, Oh my God, what you said really resonated with me out of everyone on stage. That was amazing. You know, there's probably people walking past going, oh, there's the guy. <laughs> that was a, he bombed. But hey, I'm not for everyone. And the fact that some people heard what I said and it meant a lot to them and maybe they've gone home and been able to make more money or better health or something like that, that's all that matters. Even if you get one person out of a thousand, hopefully you score a bit better than that. But if it's one, it's worth it because it's not about us. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. Um, okay, so moving on to our last one, number seven in our seven success tips is follow through. And you, you touched on this a little bit, Joel, in the beginning. You know, we need, we need the education, we need the application, we need the follow through. Follow through includes follow up as well. Um, and it's about going that extra mile. It's about doing what others are not prepared to do. It's also about enjoying the journey and not just being so um, goal-oriented and driven, which was my problem in the beginning. I got too goal-focused, too driven, 
that um, the relationships and, um, you know, the rest of my life started to suffer. So it's really about um, the follow-through includes, you know, celebrating the wins along the way. It's about um, treating people with incredible customer care. It's about going above and beyond and, and always, first and foremost, always doing your best and, and always asking yourself that, you know, how could I do better and is this my best? So I think, um, I think you've got a great story on this one, actually, that Curic shares around the volleyballers and how he got them to follow through. You know, when they um, were going for the gold medal at the Olympics, I'll let you tell the story, but he didn't just get them to stop there. He got them to go past the line and, and think beyond the gold medal, not just the gold medal. So do you want to share that story, mate? Yeah, well, the way I remember it is that he... He took over uh, as their success coach, uh, obviously well before the Olympics, the 2000 Olympics. And if you didn't know, these amazing women won the gold medals, and they they beaten the they beat the unbeaten uh, Brazilians. They were just like there was everyone else, and then there was the Brazilians. They were like way better than everyone else. Like they were just almost untouchable. But what he did for years before was he, he said straight away, he says, okay, you need to go buy your case for where you're going to put the gold medals. And they said, what? Like, that's four, three, four years away. Like, we, we can't do that yet. Well, or he goes, well, when are you going to get it? And he said, after we win them. He said, that's not what winners do. Winners, winners visualise it. Winners visualise that they're going to get it. You're going to go get it now, and you're only going to put gold things in there. And a funny joke is, like, one of the girls only used... Uh, gold palm olive soap for um, or whatever it's called for like <laughs> the years leading up. They were that intense. You know, they were signing themselves as the 2000 Olympic gold medalists in 1998. And he, like Kurik and the girls got that much criticism about it. They got heaps because like, you know, you're setting these girls up for a win. What if they don't win? What if they don't win? And he says, well, like we'll worry about crossing that bridge the day after that happens and that's not going to happen, you know? And yeah, he, and he said to the girls, he said, you're not just going for gold, you're going for platinum. And they said, what do you mean platinum? There's no platinum. There's only gold. And he says, no platinum speaking engagements for the next 20 years, book deals for the next 20 years, like, uh, like TV commercials, like sponsorships, like influence to build other businesses, like, this is going to go on for the rest of your life. This is what you're working for. You're following through for the next 20 years. Not, don't even think that 2000 is where it starts. That's the beginning. And they won. And when they stood on those podiums they, uh, to get their gold medal, they were a bit like, yep, yeah, like this. They weren't like jumping through the roof like you would expect someone who just won a bloody gold medal on home soil of all things, uh, and Kirik asked them afterwards, and they said, oh, it's not that we weren't appreciative, it's just that it was exactly how we remembered it. So they've been visualising it so strongly for so long that, you know, they just, it was just inevitable, you know, and I know people that have, like, you and I both know a guy, his name is Anthony, and I remember him, he's gone and talk, spoke in front of 15,000 people. It's his dream to do it. And when he got the call up to do that, he literally just went, yeah, well, I expect it because he's been visualising it for years. It's been his goal. It's been his grand dream goal. It's his dream. And, you know, it's, it, it's just how it is. And I can tell you for one thing, if you are not getting the level of success that you want in life, this is the formula. You are just missing a piece. Like, so go back, listen to this again, take notes and find out which step you're missing. It could just be one little tweak. You could just be missing the contribution. And I know people say, oh, I'm going to contribute after I'm rich. It doesn't work that way. It works the other way. You've got to, you've got to be in circulation, you know. So, guys, just write them down, all seven steps. Christine, we can run through them again and, um, you know, at the, at the end of this so they've got a really quick uh reference but like guys like follow up hard go hard you've only got one shot at it like following up is caring it's not it's not annoying you know someone 
if you follow them up like 50 times before they say yes to your product or give you a hard no, that's not annoying. That's caring enough about someone to know that and loving on them enough to, to, to go through that. Because who does that this, these days? You know, most people just want to run a few Facebook ads and have a click funnel and make sit on a beach with some bullcrap 90% automated thing and disengage from the planet. Not engage. If you're following up properly and you're, you're following this system and you're caring for people, the wealth is going to come. It will come. Your success will come. Same and, and, and honestly, the really big, the cosmic joke is start with yourself being the first person you follow up on. Follow up on yourself every day. Do it with your health. Care about yourself enough to, you know, because if, if you bought a, yourself a Ferrari or a, or a Lamborghini, you'd wash it, you'd clean it, you'd put the best fuel in, you'd change the oil, you'd treat it like a temple. Do the same thing for yourself. Like Christine before said, your net worth is attached to self-love. It's so bloody true. So take care of yourself. Be your first best customer. Be your first best coach. Be your first client and, 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 and go for it. So Christine, like I've had a rant. There you go. Mate, I love your rants. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and you've said this before, you know, if, if you knew how to do it, you, you would have done it already. So we're giving you some amazing tips on this podcast. And just to recap again, the first one was reinventing yourself. It's fun, guys. Get creative with it, you know. The two things that you need to look at the most when reinventing yourself is your mindset and your skill set. So doing the self-development, doing not just doing what we spoke about and doing shelf help, actually going out and implementing what you're learning, you know, it, getting the education, applying it, and then doing the follow-through, as Joel said. Um, and, you know, we, we weren't sure whether to talk about the be, do, have, but it really is. Like in order to get what you want in life, you have to transition into the person that you need to become in order to get those things. So it's the be, do, have process. And we'll talk about this in more depth on another podcast. But, um, yeah, in, in order to get things or to have that lifestyle you want, you're going to have to become a different person. You're going to have to keep continuously reinventing yourself. Number two was setting those grand dream goals. You know, what are the goals that are going to bring you the most joy in life? Because isn't that what we're all looking for in life is to live a joyous, blissful life and a life of happiness. Um, so what are those dream goals that are going to allow you to do that? Number three was action, taking the speed of implementation and, and you know, putting in place those action steps that are going to get you closer to those goals and being consistent. That is so, so key. Um, you know, number four was testing and measuring. We spoke about that, um, making sure you're absolutely testing, measuring everything. If something's not working, change it. Number five was networking, you know, making sure you're building relationships constantly, coming up with creative ways to stay in contact with people um, and in collecting friends wherever you go in life. And it's not to get people, it's to give, you know, to have the mindset of giving. How can I connect this person down the track with someone that they might need down the track? Um, number six is contribution, you know, how can you make the world a better place? How can you contribute? How can you play your part in making the world a better place and um, there's so many ways that you can do that. We spoke about that as well. And then number seven was follow through, um, you know, going the extra mile, enjoying the journey on the way and not seeing your goal as the end um, destination, as, you know, what's next through there. And, you know, Conor McGregor said it so beautifully when he won the world title. They said, you you know, you just must be just so excited about this and, he said, "Oh no, it all just—it all just seems so familiar to me because he had—he had lived that moment over and over and over again in his mind. That when it actually happened, like the volleyball girls, he wasn't surprised at all. He knew it was going to happen. It was expected, and he was already moving on to the next thing. You know, so." That follow-through is so important. So they're the seven steps, guys, and um, I'm going to get Joel to close this out tonight, but um, you are all so capable of so much more than where you're playing right now, and a lot of you that are listening to this are playing small. Even Joel and I are playing small. We're capable of so much more. So together, let's go out there and just really start creating the reality that we deserve, the reality that we want in life, and be the example that we want to be for those generations to follow, for our kids, for our family, for our friends, 
let's be that inspiration. And um, Joel, I'm going to let you close this one out, buddy. Absolutely. Well, great, great, great podcast. This is the formula to success. This is not a for, this isn't a formula. This isn't something we've cooked up. You can take this formula and and audit audit it against any successful person on the planet. And you can't tell me that they've used anything but this. This is this is it. This is the formula. If you follow it, you will be successful at whatever you want. And if you are not getting the success, it is because you are missing one of the steps or misinterpreting the steps or you need to, you know, and really just go back to step one. If it's not working, go back to step one. It's that simple. It's, you, you just need to learn something new and, and go through it. So use this seven-step formula. And, like, I guess my, my final, like, piece to you is, there's people out there in your life that are using this formula to get success. If you want success, and I've only been saying this today to a couple of like clients of mine, like all my success has come without a shadow of a doubt from me being happy for other people having success. When I see someone else successful, I'm like, holy crap, that is so amazing. I hope you can double that. Like I really, really hope you, you know, when I see someone in a Ferrari, I'm like, that is outstanding. Oh my God. P.S. How did you do it? I'm so happy for them. If you want to win, get out there, use this and be happy for people that are using it. Because if you don't, you're telling the universe that you hate success. Like if you sneer at that guy in the Ferrari or you sneer at Christine or I or someone out there that's doing a little bit better than you or a lot better than you or something, that person that's worked really hard on their body, you sneer at them or whatever. You are literally <laughs> using the law of attraction to push success away from you and bring in pain. So, guys, follow the steps. Go out and be happy for people and go live a more inspired life. It's amazing. Have a most outstanding day. Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh.